Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO at the Greater North Fulton Chamber, and today we are celebrating our 2023 Women of Excellence Award winners. These outstanding women were chosen from nearly 100 nominees by a committee of past award winners, and we have two of our amazing winners with us today. First, our 2023 Women of Excellence Rising Star Award winner is Tasima Giles, owner and founder of CAI Business Group. Tasima's business, CAI Business Group, collaborates with company leaders to host workshops that help increase profits for businesses through performing arts. In addition to growing her creative business, Tasima also serves as a chamber diplomat, a television network owner, producer, blog writer, author, and so many more roles in the community. She's also incredibly passionate about her volunteer work with Revved Up Kids, Atlanta Workshop Players, Dance FX, Eagles Nest Church, North Point Church, and a number of other organizations. Tasima, wow, welcome. Thank you. And our next uh, our next guest is our Women of Excellence Living Legacy Award winner. Frida Hardage is the community liaison for Northside Hospital. And Frida's accomplishments through service projects, parenting, and her 41-year career at Northside Hospital have reached throughout the community and, in my opinion, are legendary. Um Frida has, uh, for the last 21 years, managed the Alpharetta campus for Northside Hospital's outpatient services, and as retired director of foundation services and the Alpharetta Medical Campus, she oversaw the hospital's philanthropy and community initiatives, as well as managing the Alpharetta campus. Frida continues to set the tone for giving back with her involvement in the community, and she currently serves on the MARTA board, the Drake House, YMCA High Harbor, and was the 2014 Chairman of the Board for the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. And then most recently, she has, of course, won our legendary Living Legacy Award. Frida, thank you for being with us today as well. well. Thank you for having me. All right. We always like to start these individual podcasts with learning a little bit about our guests. So if you don't mind, we're going to let our rookie go first to Seema as a, <laughs> uh, we are excited to have you as our rising star. We want to hear just a little bit about your background, what led to your career now and what you're doing. Well, thank you so much again for having me, uh, Callie. This is really an awesome uh, podcast that's been available in the community and I'm excited to be a part my career started in 1991. I was already a public speaker going out speaking for organizations like the Save Our Children Foundation. I had a passion to teach kids performing arts and it was a huge deal at the time. I had been involved in the arts my whole life. So that was something that was important to me. I had also um, survived childhood sexual abuse and domestic violence. So when my children were coming in to learn dance, they were bickering and having all these moments of discord. And I said, that's it. We're having circle time. Mm. And from circle time, I started learning about the different challenges the students were having, things at home, helping to, you know, find an outlet for their stress and their pain. 
And that kind of turned into a life skills lesson. So it began as just teaching dance to teaching children life skills through performing arts. A parent, three months after my program launched, came to pick up her child and she said, Miss T, what are you doing with my baby? She is talking to herself in the mirror. She's making her bed. Her grades have gone up. Do you think you can come and talk to my team? Morale is really low. And you just carry this energy, this excitement. I came to talk with her team of 30. I had one goal for all of them. Please bring your goals for the month. Mm -hmm. What are your sales goals? What do you want to accomplish? And they brought their goals after a month of interaction, maybe one session per week. Their profits had increased by 20%. I knew that day that I was an arts and business consultant. So for most people out there, arts and business consulting is like, what? Yeah, how'd you get those two together, Exactly. But for me, it's life and it's been my life for over 30 years. That's awesome. What a great, great background in that. Frida, we've known each other for quite some time and as a Living Legacy Award winner, I want to hear about your your start and how you got started in the great field. I um I, I know that you started as a nurse because we've had that conversation. Yes. So there's a big, big change from that to uh, certainly being director for, for Northside and now their community liaison. Well, thank you. Um, I did start at Northside Hospital in 1981 as a staff wow. nurse. Wow. And um, did my entire career at Northside Hospital. And so uh, I'm fortunate that I'm still working with them through the community program. And so while I'm retired from my day-to-day, I still represent them in the community. And and I love that. I love every part of that. Um, And my... My roles have evolved over the years. There was, um, I had the opportunity, I was director of surgical services for 10 years and uh, managed all of our surgeries. And then they wanted to open a new program in the outpatient arena and they contacted me to see if I'd be interested. And I was like, no, probably not. You know, I'm kind of clinical. And they're like, but you can talk to people. And you, can, <laughs> you know, you can, people can understand and we need to figure out a marketing plan for our doctors and that's you. And so that's how it started. It was called Outpatient Services Marketing, and, and we never had one before, and we were the first in the city. And it evolved over the years to where I was through managing the foundation and ph- philanthropy, as well as the Alfreda Medical Campus, so I could keep my hands in clinical just a little bit. But those of us that do it, we like it a lot. So I was very fortunate uh, to do that, and um, I've had a great career, and I, I'm very happy with um how that went. I had no reason to ever want to leave. Well, I assure you that we're all happy that you did it too. And then I know during COVID, not that I want to bring us back to that, but <laughs> you stepped back into your nursing role and we're doing shots and all kinds of things to to help out where where you were needed with Northside and certainly in the community. Yeah. So I appreciate that as well. I think that was what our roles were. I think, yeah. you know, it didn't matter what seat you sat in Amen. at the time. If you can do it, you go do it. That's right. Absolutely. And I think I think uh, absolutely during that time, I I saw you revert, if you will, back to your nursing (laughs) instincts. So I appreciate it very much. All right. Well, this is where we let you have an opportunity to share what your company is and then how you got involved with the chamber. What was the why? Frida, I'm going to go back to you. Northside has a very long history of being incredibly engaged, one of our major sponsors. Maybe tell me a little bit, since you were the first, you know, marketing outsider or or communications person. Well, it's interesting because... um, 
I tried to do this. And, and, you know, even in the hospital world, there were days when I used to do budgets that were pencil and paper. You know, oh, we're not gosh. that way anymore. But so, um, but I did go back when we were just celebrating our 50-year anniversary. Yes. And we could track back 34 years that Northside's been a member of this chamber. Wow. Yeah. And the first person that handled it was Mr. Walker, Ted Walker, who has been um, with, probably did it for 10 years before I took over. Uh, and he retired, and I took over in his place when I came to the Alfred Medical Campus. So Ted started it, and I've been with you, I think, 24 of those. So, um, you know, we really look at the community, and we look at the needs of our community, and understand the value that the chamber brings to the table, and so try really hard to support the chamber and do what's right for the, not only the business community, but as well as the community we serve. Indeed you do. And Northside helps out a lot. I think uh, Tassima re- referring to to you as a small business owner, the the benefits of having Northside Hospital and as such a good member and, and such a major investor with the organization does allow our small business members to be able to be plugged in and be able to reap the rewards and benefits that we couldn't afford to do. So certainly I appreciate that. Tassima, how about you? Maybe a quick company overview and then how you became involved. Well, company overview, CAI Business Group focuses on training, workshops, promotions, and events. And very simply, we thread performing arts through every aspect of our service offerings. So it wouldn't matter if it's through Tasima JTV as our television network option, or if it's through our blog and podcast option. We just want to focus on how the arts plays a role in helping us to reach our goals in business and in life. And I became a member of the chamber through CAI Business Group, July of 21. I am such a baby rocker by me. You are indeed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We love your baby member. That's fine. But there are so many resources that the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, specifically you and your entire team, has provided me. It's been invaluable. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Well, and I have a great affection for my team as well. So I can't argue with you there. You actually, Tazima, have a very impressive career journey. I know we talked a little bit about your background and how you got your start. But now, of course, that's led to your current role as a small business owner. Tell me a little bit about, you know, being a small business owner now and and having your own thing, several things, if you will. Right. And so what was that like to go out on, on your own and start your own business? Well, I actually took the time to write down some of the people that were impactful for that because the Chicago Urban League Mm. and the Small Business Administration there, in addition to several teachers, Operation Push, I was volunteering at that time, and they were really huge advocates of me just going into entrepreneurship. I was actually slated to be in politics And that direction later went a different way just because I was passionate about helping people in a different way. I didn't need the politics. I needed people to have the kind of results that kept my feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. And that was just something different. But I've always been kind of speaking and wanting to just pour into people. So I'm just grateful to all the people, the teachers, the mentors, Mr. Shrupp, Mrs. Howard. Like (laughs) I literally remember every dance teacher's name, every person who impacted my life growing up and it made all the difference to what I wanted to do and be and to stay consistent Mm -hmm. in that 
even with the lack of information about the field, I was creating a niche for. Absolutely. It's it's definitely a niche mark with that arts and business combination. And it takes quite a, a gut or a stomach to be a small business owner as well. I mean, that's that's not an easy journey. It's not, but it is worthwhile and very rewarding when you're doing what you love. Yeah, I agreed. Passion has a lot to do with that. Um, Frida, speaking of passion and what you do in the community, you've accomplished so much, both personally and professionally, but you really have have made time. And I understand that they, they helped you find a job, but you really created the opportunities yourselves yourself as you um, went into that role and created time to serve your community through leadership roles. Um, so you look at everything that you've done over an incredible um, time period since 1981. If you could go back and give your younger self sort of one piece of professional advice, what do you think that would be? <laughs> well, you got to learn to say no once in a while. Oh my gosh, that's such a good advice. That's, that's so hard. You yeah. know, you want to help. And when somebody says hello or can can I get, you know, it's hard to say no. And it that's I, it even today, even if I'm telling my younger self that, I don't do a very good job of it. Um, and that's what my husband says more often than anything when he goes, you're doing what? Why? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I do understand that. But, you know, when you look back at some of the stuff that we've done, the most important part of all this is I didn't do any of it. We were lucky to have a community of people. And North Fulton is full of people. What a great community. Yes. That get together. And you can pick up the phone. I need this. I want this. I need you to help me with this. And you're, eight out of ten people are going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And the other two are just too busy or they got other commitments. But you have the ability to work with some of the best people, whether it's personally or professionally. And that's what makes this whole thing work. Oh, I agree. And having been here now for five years and met some incredible people who honestly can just get things done. Um, I read it's probably been 10 years now, although I'm not doing any better at it than as you <laughs> as you have self-proclaimed that you're not. Um, there's a great uh, Jen Hatmaker book. And in it, she says, if it's not, pardon me, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I keep thinking that as I'm asked things, but you know, it is, it's really hard. You want to be supportive. So I totally understand that. Um, but I think it's fabulous advice. I just need to take it. <laughs> we all do. But yeah. you know, how many times have you heard them say, if you want to get something done, give it to the busy person. That's right. Because they figure out how to do it. They're already organized. Always. And so, I mean, that, I don't know that that's necessarily true, but I do think that those of us that like to do this and like to be busy, both personally and professionally, we just figure out a way to get it done. And I think um, part of that too, as, as this is a women's um, awards podcast and, you know, women influencing business, um, you know, I, I've read a lot of the data on the fact that women tend to say yes. And so that's mm-hmm. a, a thing that culturally we've grown up with, with being being taught to 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 be able to do that. Um, and so we do, in fact, have a harder time saying no than, than men in this respect. So not to stereotype, but at least data plays that out. That's not just a, a, uh, what I'm witnessing, although I do witness that for sure. I think you're right. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so back to the women, since we've, we've starting to talk about, uh, what we do to empower women, um, both in business and in personal lives. Um, I would love to just throw out to y'all how you are able to encourage and empower other women. Um, and I know you both have been engaged as mentors, um, probably at some point in your life as mentees. 
um, to be able to do that. So um, can you talk about a little bit about that to see you want to start about how you encourage and empower other women in your business circles and personal life? Absolutely. So I'm excited to be a part of the the Women in Excellence experience, just the entire experience. The committee that's involved with this entire project is always a a safe space Mm -hmm. for me to just pour out ideas and things that I'm thinking about that could help empower women. That's always great. Um, Being involved with Revved Up Kids as a collaborator with the childhood sexual abuse being an important aspect of my personal life, it allows me to be able to help lead and spearhead and help create new opportunities and direction for education to find the people it needs to find. It makes you a great spokesperson. Absolutely. I need to be pouring into environments where that's important. Also uh, Eagles Nest Church, I'm a small group leader there. So my faith gets to kind of be built up and my character is always being built as I'm pouring into someone else. So that's an important part of my life. In addition to being a mom, it's the most volunteer. Absolutely. Yeah. There's not a paycheck that comes with being a mom, does it? Oh my. And you ladies are both moms. So it's not like, you know, add that into the volunteer in air quotes aspect. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and I'll I'll add this to you. And same question, of course, will come to you as well, Frida. But um, have you had a mentor? Like, can you think of a a mentor in your life who absolutely had your back and and helped you along the way? Absolutely, Art Burton. Mm-hmm. Mr. Art Burton was an author of many different books. He still is alive and kicking yep. and is inspiring the world to be greater and to use their voice in a higher capacity. Miss um, Fazelma Lynn is a, a wonderful life coach, and she kind of helped to remind me of who God says I am, mm-hmm. which is important in my life journey. And there are amazing people that are all a part of my chamber experience that help to inspire me all the time. I even consider you guys to be an extension of my family. Every Tuesday, I'm excited about Pro Alliance. Yep. Every time there's an event or an after hours event, I'm excited to be there because I know I'm going to be able to coexist with ambitious, driven people. And that's where I thrive. That's awesome. Thanks for the little promo there. In I'm addition, that's saying, I'll take that hey, all day long. Hey. Frida, how about you? Um, how do you continue to encourage and empower other women? You know, it starts back with my father, believe it or not. Um, he was a very strong-willed man that believed that you could do anything you wanted to, and he pushed me in ways that I probably wouldn't have been pushed otherwise. You know, I'd say, I don't think I want to do that. I don't, And he would say, absolutely not. You will try, and you will do it, and you will see it through. And looking back on it at the time, I didn't understand the value of what I was learning. I really didn't. But I think he was the first mentor that I had. Um, and he was a, a chemist and a microbiologist and um, was a very scientific man who um, was well-respected in our community, but he didn't think that being a girl or being a woman made a difference. That Good you for should, him. You should be able to do that. And then, obviously, as I've gone through the program over the years, I was fortunate that people at Northside that took me under their wing and helped me, uh, some of the physicians as well as some of the um, administration and um, I've tried to give back in that regards, and I still do, to people when I sit and talk to them about health care and why they want to go in it so that we can talk about, do I think it sounds like you really want to be in it or you want to do it because your mom wants you to do it? So mm-hmm. I think that's a conversation that I don't mind to have and be honest with people. 
And that's fair, right? Because a lot of us pick our original, what we want to do, because it's what we know from our parents or what we've heard of. And there's an entire universe out there that we just don't know until we get out there and, and learn about it. So I think that's that's a hundred percent. I really love that both of you chose men. Um, as you were talking about mentorship, I think a lot of times, um, for instance, when we're at women influencing business, our, our program for the chamber events, um, a lot of people say, well, can men come? And I'm thinking, well, if men aren't championing women, right. how do you think that the world will change? So I think it's wonderful to hear you both talking about men who are champions of women in your life. And I think that's an important part. My father was as well. So I think uh, more power, more power to us in that <laughs> regard. Tasima, I'm going to come back to your creativity because again, you know, I'm just stymied by the arts business. And I think it's so important, even with STEAM, right? You've got all of the the technology and sciences, but art is always thrown in there as a great um, part of uh, the bigger picture. You balance so many different creative business endeavors. I mean, literally so many. How did you develop your career direction and then gain that confidence to step out and try all of these new exciting professional outlets? And, and goodness, I mean, it's really a question of balance, right? How do you balance having your hand in so many different areas? I think I balance everything very, very carefully. <laughs> That's one way to describe it. <laughs> but performing arts being woven into every aspect of what I do makes it easy, right? That for me is easy because I can look in any field, in any situation and find the arts. And I think that's a skill no different than, you know, a therapist could be able to pull out the important details to help them advise someone effectively. It is the thing that lives inside of me. Confidence for me was something that wasn't just born through my mentorship and all of the great people around me. It's also through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like I love the Lord and that's where my fire gets running in my belly. It's why I decide to try to be the change that I want to see in the world mm-hmm. and align with people who share similar values to me, not in ways that divide, but in ways that um, merge people together and Absolutely. inspire them to see the good in one another. That's an important aspect of why I do what I do. And I drive that force all the way in everything I do. Right. And then you're balancing that with being a mom and owning the small business and all of the aspects that we've, we've discussed before. So is there a key to that balance other than precariously or, you know, carefully? I think I always focus on what's in front of me at the moment When I think there is a big picture, there's always a big picture, lots of things that need to get accomplished and things that need to get done. I distinctly remember my mom um, wanting me to uh, major in anything but performing arts. (laughs) And that's why my degrees are marketing and management, double business degree, all of that kind of thing was because she really wanted me not to put all my energy in the arts alone because she knew I was going to do it the rest of my life. Right. But that alone kind of shifted the way I was looking at the business world and every task that needed to be completed then forced me to be a project manager of my career. And now I was saying, okay, well, these are all the things that need to be done for Tasima JTV. Here's what has to happen with this training. Here's what has to happen with this workshop. And then delegating accordingly among my awesome team, I love all of you guys, <laughs> in being able to accomplish tasks. 
that's the balance. The balance is write it all down, vomit it onto a piece of paper or oh your gosh. favorite note app, and then tear after it. Like, get, get it all out there. Yes. Got it. Got it. I, know, I think that's good. And certainly as a list maker, I hear you. Um, I mom, think your mom didn't want you to be a nurse. Huh? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, she was like anything but the arts. I'm you know, you. we all have these great mom mom moments, yeah. right? When you yeah. say things like, "Oh, well, that'd be a great hobby," you know, and yeah. and all we're doing is cementing in our kids' head forever. Well, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and, gonna you know, do it. That's strong-willed right. women. I mm-hmm. think that's we raise them, and then we do things like that. So here you go. So yet another mentor, though probably a reluctant one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, Frida, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, the fact that you you really have have been around in a, in what is a male dominated field. You're an inspiration, of course, to young women in a career that traditionally maybe wasn't seen outside of nursing. You know, when and my mom's fond of telling me, well, I had two options: I could either teach or nurse, right? And that those were really the two options. But to go into even the hospital administration and being the face of a of a hospital. What do you think um, is the most important lesson you can pass along that encouraged you to be a, a successful woman in this healthcare management administration? Well, you have to have a little bit of chutzpah, okay? Oh, I don't know goes. any other way to say it. Yep. Um, you know, yep. and and people that know me would be laughing to hear me say that, but <laughs> but um, I really feel like. And um, I pra- I've practiced this for years. I've gotten better over the years with it, but I really feel strongly about being, while being politically correct, whatever the issue is you're dealing with, you have to be persistent if you feel strongly about it. You might need to back up. You might need to regroup. might need to rethink whatever it is and say, okay, well, they didn't like this, but they like this, and, and revamp whatever you're doing. But you must be persistent if it's something that you feel strongly about. And uh, usually, if you can prove yourself to do so within the boundaries that have been set, the next time it will be a little easier if you do it and you do it correctly and you do it politically so that you don't step on anyone's toes while you're doing it. You must have done a heck of a job then because I know how much you've uh, been able to uh, to do in, in your positions. Um, and, and I'm going to... Just thinking about even your role as chair of MARTA, am I correct? You are the first female, is that correct, or one of the first? I, I was the second. second. There was one very early on, but there yeah. hadn't been one in like 25 years, yes. It's still what we would consider, you know, in that even transportation area, um, uh, a, a male-dominated field in some respects. So would you say the same thing in, in that regard? That one is de- definitely politically correct on, yeah. a da- on a daily basis. And to be able to try to... Um, step out outside your comfort zone on that one a lot because there's so much to learn. There's so many aspects. You know, you live in your area of town and you might go to other areas, but at the end of the day, that's the area that you know the best. And to be able to go to the other counties and cities and work directly with them. And if you look at the reach of something like MARTA, it goes from the airport all the way up and around and yeah. through to cab and it's it's big. It is big. And so to meet all of the people that you want to touch and to try to sit down and talk from the highest level person, the governor, who has a say in it, all the way down to the ridership, you know, and make sure that you're listening at all levels. Um, that, that was That's a really big lesson 
I would imagine. I, I after hearing no all my life, I, I feel like I just not, I don't I hear not right now. I That's just, right. I've stopped hearing no. I just hear not right now, and That's then right. figure it out and go back at it. So I think it's great advice. Circle the troops and come back with that's another right. plan. That's right. That's right. Figure out a new way to go about it. So I think that's that's the case. All right. I am going to wrap up with what I think um, are, uh, we all want to hear from you, right? Which is life lesson. Like what advice for, for other women who are indeed excellent in our community? Um, what what would you share with them? Okay. So to see I, me, you go right ahead. Go right First of all, I just want to say I've totally been taking notes during this interview. Yeah. Like Frida, it is such an honor to share oh. this experience with you. Like I am, I, we shared the stage together and that felt really good. Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> Thank this you. moment is a nice little bonus that I've been Thank taking you. notes through. Thank yeah. You, you know why she's a living legacy, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm sitting at the foot of wisdom. As opposed right to what the opposite of living <laughs> legacy is, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Let's oh, just my. look. Let's just be happy that we're at the living legacy. Legacy. Oh my gosh. Tasima, get us out of here. Give us some life lessons. Okay. Okay. So I wrote a couple of things down. Serve yourself first. It reminds me of that no you talked about. Yeah. And sometimes serving ourselves is giving us that no. But then our ability to serve others never leaves excellence from within our reach. Don't bury your gifts. Use them so they can make room for you. I like that. My last one is we are all created equal. Even though things like our life experiences can make us feel otherwise. So whenever possible, love anyway, be kind anyway, forgive anyway. Love it. All good points. Absolutely. For anyone. How about you, Frida? Well, that's hard to top because I agree with everything she just said. I mean, I really do. But I, I really try to live my life as the most as I can, it, you know, on any given day, I might break a rule here or there. But, you know, I, you start the day by trying to think of something positive. What's going to happen today positive? In my role uh, at the hospital, every day was like a jigsaw puzzle. You started the day and there's a bunch of pieces on the table. And before you could go home, they had to all kind of be put together. And you never knew what was going to happen in the middle of the day. Right. And so you just had to go in with a positive attitude and do everything you can and regroup when necessary. And at the end of the day, on your drive home or your walk home, or you just go, I did the best I could do. And if I didn't, what should I have done differently? And I won't do that again. That's just what you hope you can do to like uh, live your life. Be positive and then be real with yourself to, yeah, be, to be better tomorrow, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be realistic. I love that. I love that. Um, so how, if our listeners are interested in hearing more of this great advice uh, and connecting with you, can they find you? Frida, what's the best way for our listeners to to connect with you? Probably the email, which is just my name, mm-hmm. Frida, F-R-E-D-A dot Hardage, H-A-R-D-A-G-E at Northside.com. Perfect. Thank you. And how about you, Tasima? All right. So as the rising star, I love social media. Of course you do. <laughs> Don't go there with me. That's yes. right. Well, All give right. me an easy social media for them to connect with you. All right. CAI Business Group or Tasima J, that's T-O-S-E-I-M-A-J, is on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Anchors, where you find podcasts and all kinds of great things. All right. So look for Tasima J, just because that's easier to say, or CAI Business Group. <laughs> Ladies, I want to thank you both for joining me today. You've been uh, not just informational, but really, really fun. So I appreciate that. I also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the GNFCC 400 Insider presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. 
to listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes, visit gnfcc400insider.com or any of your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, to find out more about our Women of Excellence Award winners or learn more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber and its events and programs, you can always visit gnfcc.com. Until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X. 